Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Unplayable Podcast. On today's episode, we're coming to you alive from Ranchi, where we will unpack Australia's Qantas tour of India and that thrilling finish in Nagpur. Cricket.com.au reporter Laura Jolly wraps up the Commonwealth Bank ODI series with Aussie captain Meg Lanning, and we take you inside Australia's camp here in India with our two new guests this week. With Cambridge ruled out of the tour, he's taken up a role as executive producer and talent booker on this show. And boy, has he delivered in his first week in the job. Joining us today is all-rounder Marcus Doinis and leg spinner Adam Zampa. Welcome, guys. Oh, yeah. Really great to be here. Excited. I can't believe that um, Richo decided that we'd be the next best after him. But we really appreciate that, appreciate I, that don't we? I can't believe you give him a role as executive producer. Um, that's pretty surprising. It's a non-paying role. Non-paying? It's, it's, is virtually, this, it's virtually volunteered. Is this a paying role? Uh, I'm getting paid. <laughs> oh, we're splitting it for we'll, we'll split it through right, yeah, split split it Richard ways. didn't get paid to do this No Richard, no, no, no He put his hand up That's very unlike Richard He loves cash we were, we were surprised We were all surprised here um, Guys, we've got to start with last night's game in Nagpur Another thriller between the two teams uh, Marcus, you were out there in the thick of it right towards the end What was going through your head? Chasing 251 Yeah, where'd you get close? Um, and boys bowled really well and then obviously just fell a couple short. Yeah. What was your mindset out there? Uh, I think you spoke about it a little bit today, but going out there, trying to get the game deep and trying to win in that final over. Yeah, the plan was changing as it, as the game went along. Um, when it was Pete and I, we were just sort of, it was a bit far out to, to set a target for when we wanted to win the game, but it was to get through, build a partnership. Um, then unfortunately, uh, Jadeja direct hit run out and then, Kez and I put on another little partnership and then we lost a wicket. Um, and then, yeah, it was, it was hard with guys like Boomer having two overs left. It was it was sort of um, a bit of an evolving plan as we went along and lost a few wickets. So what are you doing? Are you setting like, let's get to 150 by this over, let's put 10 more on, let's take this guy for five. How do you work it out between you guys out there? Uh, I was pretty much just looking at the run rate, making sure it didn't get above seven and over um, and then had in my head who I wanted to target. Um, I knew the spinners had to come back and bowl a couple of overs. I knew the fifth bowler or the sixth bowler had to bowl one in the last four. Um, and it just so happened it was the last over. But if that one was the third last over, that would yep. have been the one I'd target. Yeah. Yep. Dan, what, what was going through your head when you were watching this from the dugout? Yeah, I just thought we, we when we were bowling, we took wickets, wickets pretty regularly. Um, and with wickets in hand in the, sh- in the shed for us, um, I thought that was probably going to be the difference, but with their bowling attack and, and the and the way that wicket was playing too, it kind of got harder and harder. I think for the batsman to score. So um, yeah, I knew that we were going to get close, particularly with the wickets in hand. But yeah, we just you know the last ten overs, Kez's wicket was pretty unlucky, um, 
and yeah, it's it's hard to start on those kind of wickets. I I believe so. Um, yeah, it was close, but no cigar again. Is there a superstitious person in the change rooms when there's a chase like this? On we saw that close game in the T Twenty. Is there someone that says everyone don't move or keep doing what you're doing? Someone stays in the same seat. Is there anything that, like that going on? Stone was Stone was batting for for most of the time. Are you the superstitious one, Marcus? There's there's no real stupid superstitious guys, is there? No, I don't think so. Um, a lot of a lot of the time, I think the superstitious guys they don't really say anything; they just sit. Right. Yeah. They're the silent ones. It was pretty. It was pretty quiet room for forty five minutes to an hour when it was really tense. Oh, really? Yeah. But do you ever feel like you just need to like break the tension somehow? Say a joke, do something. Oh, it depends. It depends your crowd. You need to know your crowd. Yeah. yeah. Yep. If um if Dumb and Dumber, myself and Adam are next to each other, then there's not much serious chat going on. Right. Um, but I remember, actually, yeah, when Maxi was batting in the 2020, I was sitting down and I waited for the end of the over to go run, get my shoes, and then put my shoes on and then came back and sat in the same seat to make sure that I'm there when we win. Yeah. So that was that was a little bit superstitious, but that's about it. What was the thought of getting the shoes on? So you shoes get out have the middle. to be on, so when you're on the middle, you don't look unprofessional. Oh, yeah. You know that, surely. Okay. You can't look unprofessional when you celebrate the win. Well, that's kind of my it's kind of my look. I'm professional, um, <laughs> as you can see right now. Well, what about JL? Is he one of the quiet guys when the chase is on? Yeah, I think he's just he's he's uh, the coaches are usually by the computers watching each ball and making their notes as they go along. So, um, yeah, I don't know what what coach was doing last night. What was he doing last night? I think yeah, it was generally pretty quiet last night. I think until maybe the last four or five overs, I think Storm hit a couple of boundaries and it started to get really close mm. then there was a bit of I think probably more nervous tension people started to get up and about right. a little bit yeah um but yeah, even like some I don't really get that nervous watching watching the game but last night towards the end I was starting to get a little bit excited as well were you nervous about coming into bat nah I was hoping me and you got to stick together I was gonna pull out the Jadeja sword when you hit the winning runs for six has been practicing the sword in in the mornings. We have coffee club together, and right. and sometimes he pretends that his towel's a sword. Okay, and, pull out the sword and, and he pulls it off his waist and whips it around like a sword. Did we see the Did we see the Jadeja sword in the gym with the uh, with the ropes as well? Uh yeah, yeah, we did. Was that the sword? Was the it? sword that was the sword. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, there you go. That's interesting. Uh, quite in the chain rooms, but sorry. Please turn your phones on silent. It's my fiance. Quiet in the change rooms, but so loud outside. There's 38,000 plus in the stands. What's it like for you guys out there when the crowd is just going so loud like that? I mean, the roars for Coley and Donny in particular are just deafening. Is it hard to like actually communicate when you're out there? It's, it's very hard to communicate out there, yeah. But I've, I find India one of the more exciting places to play just because of the atmosphere. And it's not even just be, when Donny and Coley come out. I mean, like it... It escalates when they come out, but it's mm. still the atmosphere the whole time you're out there is amazing. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's um, definitely, apart from playing at home, it's probably my favourite place to play. Um, the crowds are unbelievable. Last night, even even when the Mexican wave or the Indian wave goes around the ground, <laughs> um, or when Coley or Dhoni comes on, or when Coley was about to make his 100. Um, I remember looking at Ashton Turner during the 2020s in, in his first game. Um, and 
we were 10 meters away from each other but couldn't hear each other but just big smiles because it was it was it's an unbelievably energizing atmosphere how about Coley? 40th ODI ton, uh, seventh against Australia. It's just an absolute run machine. Uh, I think Aaron Finch at the start of the series said he's already the greatest of all time one-day player. When he walked out there, and you would have seen him a few times now, do you just know when he's in a mood? Well, I don't know. I, I can't spot when he's not in a mood. So I think that's that's why he's so good. He's just, he rocks up every game with that intent and that passion and to, to take the game on and to win the game. So... All credit to him. He's yeah, in in Miles, he's the best player in the world, um, and he'll probably by the end of his career be the best player ever. You think he's thirty? He's got forty hundreds. I mean, Good I'm trying to do the maths in my head today, he could get like seventy yeah. one day hundreds. It's pretty crazy. He's got five in the last twelve months. I mean, if he does that, does that for the next five or so years, he's already up to sixty five, and he's probably he's probably getting better too. You know, he's it's not ideal, is it? No, not really. He's a is uh, yeah fiery passionate and driven mm. you can tell you can tell when he's out there just how much he wants to win and he's one of those guys that you're bowling to and you see at the top of his mark, top of your mark and you know you have to you have to be on otherwise he'll make you pay you have to bowl your best ball yeah. Say. yeah isn't it funny when he's going crazy getting all those runs crowds going nuts on the flip side when they get out cheaply like when you got Donny out for a golden duck which something probably has been discussed as much um crowds deadly silent you can hear a pin drop Apart from me running in from the boundary going, Zobie! Zobie did it! <laughs> and kissing me in the ear. And kissing That's his quite ear. painful. Yeah, he reckons it was painful. What do you do? So you're on a hat-trick there, right? What's the chat in the huddle then? Is someone giving you hat-trick advice? Is someone saying, uh, righto, this is what's happening? Probably who's, Maxi. Who's pumping you up? <laughs> who's, who's leading the chat? There then? was no hat-trick advice yesterday. None? No, it was Finchie yelling out to the 12th man to get... Uh, Petey Hanscom's helmet and, and box to field in close so I was like oh, okay it looks like I'm having one in close wasn't um, far away was it that wasn't far ball. away yeah. yeah yeah it was close but that was about it what'd you bowls all just a leg break just a leggy just wanted to hit him in the glove or inside edge mm. do you know who the last Australian to take a one day international hat trick was Anthony Stewart <laughs> no Dan Christian <laughs> no that, Clint Mackay. Remember that Dan, uh, that Dan Christian one? That was a pretty ordinary hat-trick ball. Was Probably it? shouldn't have been given. He was going down five metres down. So like, so. Uh, he wouldn't tell you it's ordinary. Clint Mackay's a second last. Uh, You've both played with this gentleman for the Melbourne Stars. and James Faulkner. James Faulkner. Jimmy Faulkner. Has he got a hat-trick? Against Sri Lanka in 2016. Uh, bit of trivia for you. I saw you guys in the uh, in the BBL. Now, you've made this Hulk, this Hulk celebration pretty famous did you guys share one together was that did you do one and then you've mirrored him out in the middle i don't know whether zorby meant to do it did you mean to do the baby hole no, i didn't he just got excited i just got really excited just come yeah. on with the flex and you just mirrored him yeah yeah okay that was just i was yeah. actually i was looking past stoin to richo right <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> okay <laughs> so if you so if you're the hulk which superhero are you gonna be um I'm Austin Powers. No, not Austin Powers. What's his name? Who? From Austin Powers. The bad Dr. guy. Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. And, yeah. and you're Mini-Me. 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 Not bad. I, you know, Hulk, maybe Ant-Man? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Well, give, me, give me some options. For I only had I Ant-Man said, written down, but that's... Could he be Thor? 
With it could be Thor, with the blonde hair. hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Chris, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Is he yeah. the one that lives in Byron Bay? Mm. Yeah, that's very me. You love Byron Bay. Yeah. All right, Thor. He's Alpha. You're Alpha. Yep. Yeah. Thor, okay, great. Done. Thor. Sweet. Um, Thor and Hulk. We're here in Ranchy. Flew in from Nagpur today on the charter flight. Both teams are on there. Production crew. Can we try and paint a picture quickly? I just did paint a picture. Another one? About. Because oh, we're yeah. in Ranchy and we're sitting in your room <laughs> and we're, we're watching Matthew Hayden ride a skateboard around the pool area. How's he go? Is he shredding? He is shredding. I think he's pretending he's surfing somewhere. He's got to be he's careful. He's surfing. actually visualising that he's in... He's, yeah, he's, in, he's in the green room. He's, he's in, in the green, green room. <laughs> right there. He's put his he's arms up. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he's just put his hands up to, <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> he's getting around himself down there. Yeah. Hey, hey, anyway, back to back to the plane. I was just gonna say it was um it's kinda like uh being a winner, isn't it? You've got the two families there separated by the eye. You've got uh, on the left is the Australians and on the right the Indians and they're all sort of separated off. Uh, except those people in the front, which are uh, who's that? Vera Coley and Shastri and some of the other Indian heavyweights. But <laughs> the uh, big dogs, the big dogs. As Amps, I think you just mentioned before, you're getting married. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, nice segue. I see what you did there. Was, was that a segue into the wedding? Yes. Or, or you were going back to cricket? No, no. We're we're, we're, we're moving on. Yeah, nice. Okay. Changing it up. Um, now, have you settled on a best man yet? No, no slips, Corden. No slips, Gordon. No, but okay. I have asked Stoney to to look into being a celebrant. Okay, you know it's funny because um, let's say let's just pretend that you're getting married tonight. Yep. In Ranchi. Okay. Okay. You need to select obviously um, at Donny's house. Sure, sure. <laughs> you need to select all the wedding roles from the squad members on tour. <laughs> bride. Not bride. Oh. Well, the bride's obviously the bride. The bride can be okay. your actual okay. bride. She, she's here. She's, okay. she's flying over. Yep. So we're uh, this is called best match cricket. You have to <laughs> see see how it works. Yeah, best match. Yep. Um, we've got ten roles that you need to. You guys need to work out. You need to fill for this wedding. And we're going to start off with the celebrant slash priest. Let's try and keep it to one person per role. Okay. But uh, first up, how many roles are there at a wedding? We've got a couple. We've got, we've got, we've got, we'll ten, we've got ten. So ten celebrant, choose. celebrant, priest, whatever you want. Who's giving you guys away? Oh, who's Frankie. who's tying the knot? Yeah, Frankie. our security man, Frankie. Frankie Damasi. Yep. Italian. So bring a bit of Italy to. Yeah, well, me and Harriet, we both like the Mediterranean, so his vibe would automatically be be welcomed. Good vibe. Okay, so yeah. we've got his. And he's he's the, he's the guy that always sings happy birthday and runs that kind of. Isn't he a, a former police officer too? Isn't yeah. he? So mm. is he like a justice of the priest anyway? So I think he's. I don't know, but you can of, trust him. He's yeah. got some power. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. you can trust him. That's so, good. So Frank's your answer. Frank's first one. Okay, now you got now you got to pick your best man. Stein. Gas. <laughs> he's doing the Hulk here. Yes. He's, he's he's unleashing. Why'd you even ask that? Yeah. We have to get through them. Okay. Now you groom. You got you got your groomsmen. How many? You got three groomsmen. Colts. Yep. Coolty. Is Richo back on tour? <laughs> Sorry, Richo, if you're listening, it's um He's definitely he's, listening. He's well, not right now, but he will be. <laughs> he, he made will. he made me listen to his last one, so he's Did gonna he? hear this one, yeah. 
we've got a bit of mail on Richo a bit later on, but yes. uh, yeah, okay, he's not in it, so okay. no, he's not here, so you can't pick him. Would so. he have been in it? Yeah, he would have been. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you got two two groomsmen to go. Two groomsmen. Um. Donny. He's not in the Australian group. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going. You're at his Jadeja. house. You may, you, may as well get you may as well get him in there if he's at, you're at his house. No, you can't, <clears throat> eh? You can't go MS. Zorby, you're under the pump here. Yeah, I'm under the pump. You can help me. This is a collaborative team effort. I've decided. Oh, collaboration. Okay. So we've gone. I'm going to go Nathan Lyon. Nathan okay, Lyon. Yeah. And fair. Nathan Coulton Isle. Nathan Cooktonal. Okay, a bit of a theme going here. Yep. How many more? One more. Just one more, Grimsman. So you're up there. Steins to your left. You got Cooktonal, Lion, and Dorf. Dorfy. Dorf. Dorf. Got to be very careful with how you structure this too, because of the height differences. So you'd probably go. You'd want Dorf at the end, wouldn't you? Yeah. Lion. Coulton Isle, Dorf. Dorf. Okay, sweet. Groomsman, tick. Ring, ring bearer. Who can I trust with that? Ring bearer is a pretty awful job, so think of it like that. Awful job? Well, I mean, you're ring bearer. And you are you are definitely sure that I can't pick Donny for any of the jobs? <laughs> you can't pick <laughs> anyone from the Indian team. Okay. Um, David Beakley, our physiotherapist. Okay. What well Beaks. That's that's a why that's do you, a why are you picking beaks for the ring bearer? It's a big role, and I and that's trust a, another trust. He's a big yeah. game player. Okay. Beaks. Yep. All right. What about the MC? We've now gone to the reception. Chompers. Just to clarify, mm-hmm. has to be an Australian team. Yeah, okay. I don't. Yeah. No, Donny. Okay. Chompers. Chompers. Who's Chompers? You gave him the nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Chompers Maxwell. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh sorry, that's I'm just throwing it out. Yeah, what, do, do you get it? Yeah, I get it. He's, he's done a bit of had a bit of work yeah, yeah, but it was good. I didn't even know that he had it done until yeah. the other day. Yeah, okay. yeah, I thought that was real. Yeah, see, someone that's going to make us laugh. You're a part of the Australian no, team. I'm not. <laughs> no, Maxwell's not a bad shout. Who's a funny person in the team? He what prefers a, oh, the, the doctor. <laughs> Chompers. The doctor. <laughs> Jeff Verrill. Jeff Verrill. The doctor. He gets really nervous though, but that's that's yeah, also funny. He was nervous. He did like he did this team presentation during yep. the team meeting about about India and just took educational. This is yes. what the old Doc Pukner used to do, didn't he? Yeah, mm, so he's the, he's taken it over a little bit, okay. and he was it was really funny. Mm. So right. I'm gonna go. He's the MC. The doc. Okay, sweet. Now okay. DJ. Or you can pick a band. I mean, Hados did bring his guitar over here. Unfortunately, doesn't qualify. Okay. But you can. Who's gonna? Who's gonna mix the music? Oh, that's Paddy Cummins. Doesn't mind his music. Yeah, but we're just gonna have to trust someone that they're gonna play the music that me and you like. <laughs> Richard actually said the other day that um, after the T Twenty win, that <laughs> JL's put the music on and you've blown up. Yeah, that was shocking. What's, what Shocking. kind of music is JL playing? Oh, just Johnny Barnes or something. Yeah, you know Johnny, that Johnny Barnes Johnny guy? Johnny Barnes. Yeah. That, Things like Johnny Barnes. Jimmy, Jimmy Barnes' Brady Adams. brother or something? Oh, or? Yeah, sorry, Jimmy Barnes. Brian McAdams or something? Yeah. McFadgen. Isn't that guy from NCC? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the, the Australian singer. What's, what's that band? 
B C D F D C Yeah, yeah. Is that the type of stuff that B C and F boat camp and fishing? Um Yeah, no, nah, the music's shocking when the coach is put it on. So what are you putting on? What are you No, are you, well you there's a playlist current? made for the boys. Okay. And Literally we made it for it's the for the boys. Yeah, Big twenty twenty win. Yeah. And tense. You remember the 2020s, obviously. Yeah, Tense wins, yeah, big yeah. wins. Big wins. We come in. We played the game. The our music's been on the whole time. We come in. The only time that we're all back together again after the win. And it changed to Jimmy Barnes. <laughs> and I, This is the first time he's called him Jimmy Barnes this whole trip too. He's been calling him Johnny. Johnny. He doesn't, wanna, he doesn't want to put anyone off that's listening to the podcast. Yeah, sorry. I know it's Jimmy Barnes. Huh? <laughs> anyway, Johnny Barnes was on. And I just had enough. I was like, nah, this is the boys' time. These boys need the music that they want. We're also going to start a new tradition, mm. which we can't let them know about yet. Turn the lights off. and You can probably let them know. The, we probably have to let them know now after you've just said we're turning the just, lights if off. You just whisper, <laughs> if you whisper it, um, it, it probably won't get out there as, as far. Which just involves dancing, dancing around yeah. with the lights off. So what happens after a game, lights off in the dressing room. It's just a bit of a dance party. Yep. Same song every single time. Oh, it's yep. optional. But yep. what, the song or the, who participates Whoever in the dancing? Participates. Okay. Mm. So you, you've picked the song. You've picked yeah. the song. Oh, we haven't picked the song yet. Oh, no. so it's not a Johnny Barnes classic or anything like that. It no. definitely won't be a Johnny Barnes. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Barnes. Jimmy Barnes. Jimmy Barnes. Okay, so who did we set on for the music? Pat Cummins. Pat Cummins, okay. We All right, now that we're getting a little bit quirkier with these, these roles. Who's going to play the role as the crazy uncle? Chompers. Mm-hmm. Maxwell. Maxie. Yeah. Yep, Maxie. He could do that. He can do that. Okay. The guest who's going to dominate the dance floor with the lights on. I mean, they're optional, but at this stage, they're on. Petey Hanscom's an average dancer. Really? Really aggressive moves, but he thinks... Have you seen... Chris Rogers some, dance, yeah, yeah. yeah. and you I know thought, how they both. Do you like the, that? I thought he was the like the, the next one yeah. in line. Bucky Rogers rated his dancing, yeah, so, but he wasn't. Well, very Bucky good. Rogers they rate their dancing, but we think it's shocking. Right, it's like a mixture between ballroom and like a lot of hip action <laughs> and quick feet. It's like it's ridiculous. No one actually really likes that. That's right. what I think anyway. Now that, I, now that you yeah, locked the in. only person that said it was good was those guys themselves. Yeah, yeah, mm. lock mm. lock that in. Okay, so Hanscom gets a nod anyway. Yeah. Mm. All right, sweet. Uh, and finally, uh, who's the guest that, that hammers the wedding cake? Alex carries in the closet with his food. He he eats healthy in front of the coaches. Mm. And then he gets and then his he, room and he orders room service and it's ice cream and pancakes. Yeah, and banana bread and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So you reckon uh, while well, everyone's on the dance floor watching Peter Hanscom. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all the... He's sneaking around the back and just... Kerry or him. maybe even AJ Ty. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here, but no, no. But I think I actually saw them delivering stuff to his room. Okay, so I'll throw him under the bus. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I think we've nailed it. That's a pretty good list. Would you be happy with? I mean, if this was happening tonight, Tony's opened the gates up. Would you be happy with that? If that if that's the happy, happy. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Well done. Stoked. Um, that's pretty awesome. It's a good crew.
Now it's time for our next segment called The Sounds of India. Over the past fortnight, we've had the traffic. And last week, we had the noise, the sheer noise of the crowd when Emma Stoney and Vera Colley just walked to the crease, first at warm-up and then during a match. This week, uh, we've just got some more musical, instrumental sounds of India. Uh, what do you think about this track? Is this a bit of Binger's work? No, this is, is this, not, this is this is six and a half. Bradley, 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 <laughs> Jim James Barnes, James Barnes. Oh. I like it. This is nice. Yeah. Is this playing at the wedding? Is that what you're asking, or is what's the question here? This will be. This is as you guys are walking down the aisle. If yeah. that's if that's cool with you guys. Um. Well. Yeah. Okay. I'll have yeah. to I'll have to speak to Harriet about this, but sure. Okay. Well, that's she's not the one making decisions right now, so no, I'm, I'm taking happy. her spot. Sorry, happy. Yeah, all right, there we go. Were there other options? That was it for this week. It was just a just a little taste of some Indian music. Okay, for the fans out there that haven't visited India before. Now I know uh, you guys are big avid listeners of the Unplayable Podcast, and I'm sure you're shocked to to realise that we don't actually have a a sponsor for the program just yet, not even a segment sponsor. What? I know, it's huh? crazy, but we're doing our best to get one. Cambridge is in the past two weeks, the past fortnight has come on and together we have done some more auditioning for some advertisements with, with some products that the producers have created for us. Uh, the feedback's been good, but they've taken it to another level. So this week, um, the feedback again, the feedback after week one was less of me, more of Richo. Now that Richo's not here, they've asked for none of me. So it's up to you guys this week to sell the product. Are you happy to help yeah. out? Yep, let's sell it. Oh, Zamps. What's wrong, little buddy? Oh, nothing. Nah, come on, mate. What is it? You can tell your mates doing here anything. Well, I've just been hitting the gym really hard to get a physique just like yours, but I'm not seeing any results. I've been at it for hours and got nothing to show for it. People look at you and see the Hulk and they look at me and see Ant-Man, in brackets, Thor. Mate, mate, it's all good. All it takes is two things. The first is diet. No meat, right? Haha, <laughs> no meat. Just a steady diet of eating steel. And the second thing? It's a little secret I'm thrilled to share with you and our listeners. It's called rig oil. From swole goals. <laughs> rig oil? You serious? Rig oil is made from special formula that mixes Italian olives. Italian olives. Sorry, that's a typo. Greek <laughs> olives. Start again. <laughs> Greek olives. Kalamata olives. Oil, baby oil, and a splash of motor oil that not only increases muscle size and density, it leaves your skin silky smooth and sparkling. How long have you been using this for? I've been part of the radical clinical trials for the best part of a decade. But as far as the government approved products is concerned, I've been applying rig oil for the past two seasons. And you reckon it actually makes a difference? Oh, mate, huge. Have a look at me. You think those pecs pop by themselves? I don't want to unzip my shirt down to the navel, but I simply have to. Rig oil also acts as suntan lotion. 
engine lubricant, and a laxative if used often enough. Have you ever used it too often? I'd rather not say. Just apply rig oil to your biceps, chest, and you're on your way to looking and feeling like anything. Anything? Can you apply it to other parts of your body? That's a good question. And to be honest, I've uh, never thought about that. So how can I get some of this stuff? You got a free tube I can try? Absolutely not, my friend. Believe it or not. But if you go to swolgos.com.au slash rig oil and enter the code unplayable podcast, you get your first tube of rig oil for just $299.95, mate. And I'm happy to say to all our devoted listeners. Do you know how you're speaking to you, mate? Order in the next 24 hours to get a limited edition tube that smells like linseed oil. Cricket fans will love it. Not sure I want to put an oil on that could be a laxative and has me smelling like a cricket bat. No, no, no. It's the tube that smells like linseed oil. The actual oil has a fragrance of diesel <laughs> fuel. So stop your complaining and get gaining. <laughs> Head, Head to, to smokegirls.com.au slash rig or to hit your rig worries for sheiks, mate. Before the show, I got you guys to fill a bit of a questionnaire. Uh, only a short one, and it's all about the other person. Now we're going to reveal our answers, or reveal your answers, and just to see how well you guys know each other. Now I'm going to swap forms, I'm going to give back to you now. Um, and you're going to be reading the answers out from the other person, and you're going to give them a score and see if they're right. Okay? How well do you think you guys know each other before we reveal these things? Very well. I think I'll nail this. <laughs> okay, so this one's yours, Adam. Thank you. Okay, there we go. So first question, uh, easy one. <coughs> what's, his, what's his birthday? Adam, what's Steiner uh, said about you? Every day is Zorba's birthday. He's always happy. December 25th. That was right, wasn't it? Correct. There you go. And uh, uh, my birthday is August. Um, <laughs> but that is also accurate because we are going to have a month-long 30th for me this year in the month of August. Well, there you go. Okay. So, one each. <laughs> Who was his cricket idol as a kid? Second question. Stoyne had Stuart McGill written down for me. And is he right? He has a plus as well, so he was going <laughs> to, I think, probably put Greg Matthews, and they're both correct. And I was going to put... Jadu. No, what's his name? Right arm off spinner, or left arm off, left arm orthodox from England. Your mate, you always FaceTime him, you always Skype him. <laughs> Monty Panasar. Monty Panasar, that's, that's it. it. That's All it. correct answers. Okay. Uh, my favourite cricketer as a kid was Jason Bracken. Which is actually very true. That is true. Jason Bracken. Yes. Is he related to Nathan Bracken? No. It was Nathan Bracken. He's just stitched me up there. He's put <laughs> Jason Bracken. Right. Okay. But I was thinking of Nathan Bracken. Sorry, Nathan, if you're listening. So you were a real Nathan Bracken fan going on? I loved Nathan Bracken. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I just think that his slower ball that he had was just ahead of his time. Mm. Um, and compared to Boomerang. He's got a pretty good side ball. Yeah, but Boomer's Bracken. nothing compared to... Bracken's got him covered. Um, ...to Jason Bracken. All right. Uh, how does he take his coffee? Long and black and filtered. Correct. Correct? Yeah. 
Very, very accurate so far. Yeah. Black and brewed by Adam Zampa, which is also true. All right. So we're three from three. You guys do know each other very well. Uh, what favourite teammate other than yourself? Kane Richardson. Correct. Yep. Colton Richo. Correct. Easy. Easy. Yep. Yeah. Easy again. What about what about Kane Richardson makes him such a good friend? Uh, I like that he's just a punching bag. He's got a really small mouth. Really small mouth. He's got a really Have small mouth. Have you noticed mouth. that? Yeah, that's no. why he grows a beard to disguise it oh. and to make his chin look bigger as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he's really a really small, silly mouth. Um, when he when he uses a teaspoon, you think he's using a tablespoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I'm amazed that he even fits food in his mouth. That's why he's so skinny. Mm, okay. When Stoyan uses a tablespoon, you think he's using a teaspoon. A teaspoon. Uh, other way around. Mm. Okay. How does he like his steak? <laughs> well, I like mine brutally slaughtered, apparently. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, this this is, shows this how well we know each other. Brutally slaughtered. How does he like his steak? Ha, grass-fed, alive in the wild. Yeah, that's nice. Mine, mine was probably a little bit, yeah. But he always overreacts. A loaded question. Loaded question, obviously. Yeah. But uh, good answer. This is your fault. It's a man standing at me fighting now. It's yeah. your fault. Well, I'm just saying it was a test of your friendship. Have you passed it? Are you, are you guys okay? Good? I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Slaughtered. That's that's brutal. Okay. Uh, describe his fashion sense in one word. I've got Mediterranean here, which I think is pretty accurate. Yours is Mediterranean. Yeah, as many buttons under as possible. Mm. Linen, like earthy linen, linen, mm. hats, mine's tr- capellos, mine's tropical, which is just he's just a tropical individual. This shirt's probably pretty. And in my head, I'm thinking tropical, not Hawaiian. I'm thinking tropical as in like my name's Adam Zampa, and I'm here for a good time. Okay. I'm tropical. Yeah, okay. You've got yeah. tropo. Yeah, tropo. Tropo. Anything. Tropo yeah. from the oppo. Hey, that could, be, that could be next Perfect. week's ad. <laughs> All right, we'll get you back in. Uh, now, who would he pick himself to play? Who would he pick to play himself in a movie? Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> oh, nice. Did oh, did oh, very good. Very did good. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> where does he live? What does he like doing? He's big, athletic, alpha male. And he's really flattered me here. Apparently, I'm Guido Hatsis, which also fits well because I was... Imitating Guido Hatches when yeah. we were reading that ad. Guido Hatches, mate. Guido Hatches, mate. Believe it or not, you are speaking with Guido Hatches. It's a cut. It's more of a cartoon character, but yeah, yeah, it's all right. It was either him or Nick Giannopoulos. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I thought I, I was thinking I had his face in my head, but didn't know his name. His name, Giannopoulos. Yeah. Okay. Now you know. And uh, final question. What would he do with his last $10? Eight-ply toilet paper. The <laughs> vegan diet goes straight through him. That's correct. Okay. That's but correct. if I only had $10 left, I probably wouldn't. Uh, with my last $10, I would actually definitely do this. Pay the entry fee to Namos in Mykonos, which is one of the great beach bars in the oh, world. Right. Yeah. Entry fee fees a bit Probably more than, more than $10, $10 but... but we try. If you you're still, if you're still, in, you could probably barter them down to ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, the economy's struggling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten dollars <laughs> goes further if you're still in. Okay, there you go. So is it is it perfect scores here? Yeah, that's pretty much perfect scores. Wow, I thought there'd be a couple of ones in there that would really throw you, but you guys really do know each other very well. Yeah, you've underestimated how much time we spend together. Yeah, that's uh, that's on me. That one. That's on you. That's on me. By the way, um, 
my birthday is this month. Is it when? 31st of March, so just when we get to Dubai. Dubai. Okay, perfect. Is that a mark we'll off? Does that mean... No, no, no. Every day is my birthday, okay. but I just thought, you know, it's my birthday coming up. Technically, it's your birthday. <laughs> the day that people out. give me stuff. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So. Okay. Well, they give you to December 25th, it's all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. the day that I give gifts as well. Mm. Yep. Live to give. Live to give. All right, fellas, Australia's women's team have been on fire this summer, culminating in a 3-0 clean sweep over the New Zealand White Ferns in the Commonwealth Bank ODI series. Australia haven't lost the Rose Ball for something like a million years. Here's our own Laura Jolly recapping the final game and the series with Australia captain Meg Lanning. Hi, it's Laura Jolly here in Melbourne after Australia wrapped up a series whitewash against the New Zealanders in the Commonwealth Bank ODI series. I'm here with Meg Lanning, the Australian captain. Meg, how pleasing was it to walk away with the 3-0 victory? Yeah, it was something we were really keen to do. Um, we didn't want to head into the break um, off the back of a loss. So uh, yeah, I think it's something the group's done really well over the last 18 months is, is finish off series well. And uh, it was nice to see a whole lot of different contributors today, um, which I guess just shows the depth that we've got. So yeah, certainly a very pleasing summer. And how nice is it to keep that Rose Bowl in Australian hands after, I think, 19 years? Yeah, look, we didn't want to be the, the team to let it go. Uh, and it was nice to wrap, up, wrap it up, I guess, in the first two games. And um, I guess to win 3-0 is a pretty dominant performance. So, uh, look, against the Kiwis, always great series. We always look forward to them. But, uh, yeah, certainly nice to know that the Rose Bowl is staying with us. And just to go over a few series highlights, Jess Jonathan's comeback to the one-day team was pretty incredible. She was player of the series. What did you make of her return? She was great. Uh, she came in, uh, played different roles in, in all three games, but uh, was able to take wickets for us in the first couple and then be pretty e- economical today. So um, I know she's put in a lot of hard work over the summer to get back to, to playing really well. And, um, you know, she's been, you know, she's been great to be able to come in and, and dominate as she has. So really happy for her. And we saw Elise Perry get that first one-day ton in Adelaide. How pleased were you, were you, for, were you for her? Yeah, look, it's, it's, it is surprising that it's, it's only her first one. She's been so dominant and such a great player for a long period of time. And it's great to see her knock that first one off. And I'm sure there's so many more to come for her. She's a really important player for us. She is so consistent, um, which, is, which is hard to do at international level. So, yeah, it was nice to see her do that uh, throughout this series. Just one loss for the summer since September is pretty incredible. I think you won 24 out of 26 matches for the last 12 months. How good does that feel as captain to, to have that winning record? It's nice, uh, you know, you want to win as many games as you can and, and we've played some really good opposition in that time as well with obviously the T20 World Cup in the, in the middle so, uh, you know, you, I think winning is a habit and it's something you need to get used to doing and, and we've been able to do that throughout the, the last 12 months so, uh, yeah, we head into a break satisfied with what we've been able to do but knowing um, once we come back we're going to have to keep improving. So what is next for the team? Uh, yeah, look, we've got the Massive Ashes series coming up. Um, you know, to win that away is always a really good challenge and tough to do. So, um, you know, we know we're going to have to come out fit and firing for, for that uh, up against an England side who um, is building all the time. So I guess that's the, the next thing on the horizon. Um, and at the back end of that, that summer, the T20 World Cup in Australia is, um, you know, something I guess that's in the back of our minds. And for you personally, you've got a bit of a break now. Have you got any special plans? Nothing too major, to be honest. I'll be avoiding hotels and airports and just spending a little bit of time at home. feel like I haven't been there that much over the last uh, six months. So, um, yeah, pretty quiet for me, but certainly looking forward to a break. Right. Thanks, Meg. Enjoy the break. I've got to do a bit of a shout-out to Nat 
DP uh, for leaving an iTunes review. This person wrote, listening to your podcast with Kane Richardson are bringing me a lot of joy at the moment. Uh, I love listening to you guys walking to and from school and it is really making school more tolerable knowing that I get to listen to you guys when I walk out the door. I know you'll probably never read this, but just in case you do, I just wanted to say thank you. Well, Matt, Kane is not here anymore. Matt, we yeah. really appreciate Isn't that nice? The review. Brilliant. It's a that's brilliant. That's, brilliant. That's, really, that's really nice. That's a nice thought. I'd but say to Nat to stay in school, first of all. Yeah. Stay in Absolutely. school. Absolutely. Finish your education. Also prepare yourself for for the next podcast. Which it's going to be the, white, yeah. Which like is this one. this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Write another review. Write and, another and review. And it was a five-star review as well, which is... Write another we're... review and we'll answer it. it was out of five out of what? Five out of five. Oh. Yeah, outstanding. The thing is... Matt, like, you're a legend. The thing is that... Um, is that the only review? There's heaps of reviews. This is the most recent one. Okay. The thing is, I actually didn't spot this one. I got a screenshot sent to me from Kane Richardson. Now, uh, I don't know how he uh, found this out. I don't know if he's checking the reviews. Since Kane loves reading up about himself. Right. Yeah, it's another secret. You know, he gives <laughs> off that, oh, I don't care vibe. I'm yeah. really cool vibe. Yeah. As soon as we get on the bus after a game, he'll Google himself. Straight on there. Yeah, he'll get on Instagram. Got yeah. the alerts. That's probably how he got it. Yeah, he's got Google, Google alerts. alerts. He's got Google alerts. I've seen his emails. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. We didn't know... Um, didn't know that was a thing so thanks Nat DP thanks for Kane for, for bringing it to our attention thank you Kane and more importantly thank you Nat yeah if you want to leave a review subscribe leave a review rate this the Unplayable podcast on iTunes and you can get it on Spotify as well so if you want to leave a review just head to swolgoals.com.au slash oil rig to hit your rig goals for six and review this podcast review it all review it all do you know what guys that's uh that's it for today's episode. Thanks, Hados. Brilliant. Thanks. Still Thanks, Hados. skating yeah, around. Thank you, though. He's still going down. He's actually there. still skating around. Is he really? Yeah. That's a that's a fair stint for um for big Hados. Safer than Good on you, surfing Hados. after what everything. After the yeah, neck what, and yeah. stuff. We yeah. hope he's doing well. Yeah. Sounds like I'm he's glad moving. he's practicing. He's moving all right down mm. there, isn't he? Yes. Big thank you to Adam Zepper and Marcus. Mm. I really appreciate it, thank guys. You. That was brilliant. There's plenty of action left this summer, uh, including the final rounds of the JRT Sheffield Shield you can watch the live and free stream and stay up to date with all the cricket news scores and video at cricket.com.au and the CA Live app Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.